When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. I think back to that first third down of the game to KJ. You know, we've got TJ and, and Justin Jefferson on the low part of that coverage, and Kirk able to see the top shelf and attack downfield from a clean pocket. Um, that play, regardless of when that play happens, that plays a positive play for us moving forward. So a lot of things like that, Chris. Uh, that I think are, are absolutely something we can, uh, you know, build upon, knowing what, tina, what, t- what type of season it is now. Um, nothing else matters than our organization putting our best foot forward uh, this week with everything we got, coaches, players, um, everybody who supports our team. This is, uh, we're now into what we've talked about for a while, which is one-game seasons. Nothing else matters at this point. Hey. Get the flag. Get the flag. It was ready. Still had it ready. She knew. She knew it was flag. 13 wins. 13 victories. A division championship and a home playoff game coming up against the New York football giants. The New York football giants looking for revenge. Man, we are jacked here. Declan and I are samesies with our mm-hmm. Victory Monday yeah, hoodies here. Yeah, thanks for the note, guys. Right. Well, I would thanks. like uh, right, what detergent? Yours, yours is nice and I feel like has stayed a little bit longer. Yeah. Maybe I should be drying oh, mine. Uh, I probably been drying my sweatshirt. That's probably what it was. I feel yeah, like yours is like more yours bright. Was, uh, oh, a little bit. So, well, here's yeah. here's some advice. Okay, some laundry advice. Okay. When in doubt, definitely hang it out. Yeah. Right. Okay. When yep. in doubt, hang Excuse it me? out. Yep. I mean the laundry. Yep. Oh, okay. Thanks, Randy. Okay. And always tumble dry low. If you tumble, tumble dry, dry wa- wash it cold. Okay, no. tumble dry low. No. If you're gonna, no. if you t- if you tumble dry high, you run a risk of clothes shrinking a little more aggressively. Mm-hmm. Okay, little laundry mm-hmm. advice here. Okay, hot laundry tricks. No, one system, man. I don't. I never change that dryer. Okay, I done it. Stays on the same. It stays on the same. I'm the Donna shell. I'm the Donna shell of drying. My drying system works. I know it works. The laundry Amazing. has to correspond to it. You know what else works? TCL TVs mm. for your playoff viewing pleasure. That's one of the uh, presenting sponsors here on Purple Daily. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Thank you guys for making Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment, one of the most popular football podcasts in America in 2022. A bunch of crazy Vikings fans around the country, uh, and we love you guys. 
The show is also presented by the official craft beer of Purple Daily. Before we get into our hottest Vikings takes, mm-hmm. Packer event line, mm-hmm. and also Judd's pie chart for the season, let's uh, let's cheers a celebratory surly this morning here. You ever swish around uh, a little uh, furious in the morning? No, on a Monday, no, that's a waste of it. No, 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 no. I would not. I would not waste my my surly furious. My before I die. Logic Bomb, my Axeman, had two on Friday. Oh, are they good? Nope. They all go to, they all are used for the same thing, which is as first team stars of my beer lineup. That's right. I don't waste Surly ever because they are all equally as good. And Phil's exactly right. 13 wins. Guess what that gets you? That gets you a toast. That gets you a cheers of Surly. Don't forget, this week too begins the Before I Die mission. That beer was made for a mission, and that mission begins this week, which is a championship show us your cans as always at jay zolgad at uh, score north on twitter surly brewing we value their partnership and i love how that tastes all right boys all right it's choose your own adventure declan i'm going to throw it to you the executive producer here would you like to lead with judd's hottest take to start or would you like to lead with sad packer fans we should lead with vikings we should lead with vikings because this is a vikings based show and the Vikings are. But it's thir- hilarious. I love how the producer the, the, is like, this is this is how we this should is go do time. it. This is Phil was go like, time. oh, he's going to choose Packer fans. No, this is, I said he I, might too. I recommend right. plays, and Declan, Declan ultimately calls the yep. plays with the line screen. Yep. Uh, so, all right, Judd, all right. what is your hottest Vikings take off of a 13 and 4 regular season? Okay, my hottest Vikings take as we now go into, as uh, KOC said, one game seasons is this. Kirk Cousins is playing for a contract extension against the Giants. And a loss and potentially underwhelming performance puts an expiration date on him with the Vikings, which would wow. be 2023. So Kirk Cousins, I think he's back next year, but I think there's no question the future of the Vikings quarterback decision will be made on Sunday. And going forward, these playoffs will determine how long Kirk Cousins is around. He's playing for contract extension. Wow. So you are weighing, you're saying that, I'm just trying to process this yeah. here. Mm-hmm. A, a season take. in which he helped lead the Vikings to 13 wins, eight fourth quarter comebacks that Incredible. weren't just like fluky. I mean, he was statistically, analytically, one of the, the best and most productive fourth quarter quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Mm-hmm. And he winds up at the end of the year, his. His his like back of the football card numbers. Some of them weren't quite what they are. Like his passer rating was down, his QBR was down, his interceptions were up. But like his yardage kind of came around at the end of the year. He wound up with twenty nine touchdowns. You're saying that this one game, a home game against the Giants, outweighs a lot of that other stuff. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. This is right now. So what what the Vikings did as a team and what Cousins did to me in winning thirteen games is very impressive. But this is what we like to call winning time right now. And this is where decisions are made about if this guy and and, you know, it goes beyond Kirk as well. But Kirk is the most important piece to the potential puzzle, especially from O'Connell's viewpoint. And yes, this right now starts off. Can you now like we we saw Kirk not statistically necessarily kill it, but we saw him win in ways that he had had not previously won. But it's all for not if you don't win in the playoffs. So yes, I am one thousand percent saying if this season is a step uh, is a is steps in a graduation process, 
and you stumble now, I think that costs you a contract extension. And this is right now decision time. Like this is it. Cause if you're going to, you're going to bring him back in my opinion in 23, but the last two years of that contract void. So the contract is essentially done after 23. And if you think about this whole thing and how it's going to play out, the decision will have to be made. And I think these playoffs are going to play the biggest factor in saying, because O'Connell's not going to say, well, if I couldn't do it with Kirk, I probably can't. He's going to say, how can I do it? And and to the point that we've talked about all year long is, if Kevin O'Connell can get as much as he did from Kirk, does he see a different, younger, cheaper QB who he says, I can do the exact same thing from who has a different skill set and I can get more from that guy and now I'm intrigued so I guess I'm saying this if it's a relationship and Kevin O'Connell has a wandering eye and Kirk Cousins fails in the playoffs that wandering eye is going to become much more intrigued there's going to be a one-year itch if he determines I can do better there's a lot. I, I would agree. There's a lot riding on this. So there's sort of two ways to look at this, and I think you sort of painted it one way, which is, hey, there's a ton of pressure. This is not necessarily an area where Kirk has excelled in his career, which is deep playoff runs. I don't know that he's always had the infrastructure. That's also overplayed because he's also played with a ton of Pro Bowl skill position players and stuff. But at the end of the day, I think the the other way to look at it is there's a huge opportunity here. Yes. This is a 13 win team. I get that you can there's things to poke holes in. This this defense finished I think 31st in yardage in the NFL and like 26th or something in points allowed. We can look at the final numbers. So, you're not walking in with an electric defense. You're not walking in with a fully intact offensive line. Your pro bowl right tackle is out. So, there's definitely some rickety things here with the vehicle, but despite those things, you are a 3 point favorite. You're playing a home playoff game. You've got Justin Jefferson, K.J. Osborne has emerged, T.J. Hawkinson. you got Kevin O'Connell in your ear. There's a great opportunity here for Kirk Cousins to change narratives even more. I think he started to with his fourth quarter comebacks and the Kirko chains and some of that stuff. Yep. Started to gain his respect that people you know, think he deserves more of, some people anyways. But you really gain respect in the playoffs in January. And so it kind of goes back to what we were saying at the beginning of the year. One of our mottos on this show was go win anyways. Nothing's going to be perfect. You're going to have injuries. You're going to have offensive lines going to have some holes. Your defense might give up some points. Go win anyways. And you know what? They spent the majority of the year doing just that. And so I think that motto should carry over. I don't want to hear. This is what I told you guys on Ventline yesterday. If they get bounced, I don't want it to be this toothless effort that they've put out there like three or four times. If they're going to get bounced, I want the offense and Kirk to go down swinging haymakers. I mean, I want the, if go score 30 points and get beat 31 to 30 and show the world, yeah, it wasn't the offense. It wasn't it wasn't me not rising up on a national stage, right? I yep. did my job. I lit the world up for 300 yards. I found Justin Jefferson. The defense is the thing that needs to be fixed cuz you can you can plant that seed with everyone going forward too, even if you get bounced from the playoffs. Right. And I, I think O'Connell, because he, he is a uh, QB slash offensive coach, I think he's going to look at this through a, through very much a offensive prism. So, like, I think he see I think he in some ways, in a good natured way, feels about the defense's shortcomings like Zimmer did about the offense's problems, which is this is a pain in the ass. I've got to get this fixed. 
but I can't fix it right now. And so I think he helps. But if you look at O'Connell, he looks at Kirk as an extension of himself. And so, like, he is probably going to be now in a more positive way because Mike didn't like Kirk. But in a more positive way, he's going to be as hard on Kirk as anybody because he's going to say, my career here as the coach of the Vikings, my wagon is attached to whomever my QB is. So I think what O'Connell fairly is going to say is I need to see the progression of what I've seen go into the playoffs, have success. um, And there's no debating this. The offensive line has some problems. I get that. But you have enough skill position components to have success here. Like there is no shortage of uh, Osborne's emerged. Jefferson is marvelous. Hawkinson is good. Irv Smith is back and they're going to they're going to use him in some ways. Dalvin Cook. So like when you go through what this team is going to throw out there against the Giants, it is personnel-wise really really talented. And so yes, it's up to Kirk and O'Connell, but Kirk's the guy on the field to maximize everyone around him as the pressure increases. There it is. Okay. And Declan, any thoughts on the, is Judd overblowing the, the Kirk thing here? Are we, are we being Kirk, Kirk haters on Purple Daily? I think uh, how they perform in the playoffs will tell us the future of Kirk. I do. Um, yeah, it's it's, fair to, say, it's yeah. fair to say that. It's well, fair to set that as a bar. The January performance matters more than just like in the NBA. Late April, May, June performance. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball. We ripped the, tw- the Twins. have had a bunch of division championships. The Twins have done this, that. They haven't won a playoff game since 2004, right? Because yeah. they don't perform in October. I think it's likely he's back as your starting cornerback in 2023, but it also there's a big piece of pie, which we'll get to later, obviously, that has to do with how he performs in the playoffs with his future with the Vikings. So I think you're fair. All right. My hottest Vikings take. Duke Shelley has become one of the best cover cornerbacks in the National Football League, and I have data to back it. Shelly Island started off as a tongue-in-cheek, almost like a mocking joke. Oh, my God, here the Vikings are. They're so desperate at cornerback with injuries and whatnot that they are pulling dudes off of waiver wires and throwing them in as starters. Duke Shelley, when targeted this season, has allowed 48% completions and a 57.9 passer rating. And get this. Only 56 yards after the catch allowed all season by Duke Shelley. Duke. Now, he hasn't played the snaps of like a Patrick P. He's only, he's only played like 400 snaps. Right. right. But that's still, still that's not, yeah, it's, so I, it's more than a one-game sample here, yes. Shelley Island. And if you want to look at PFF grade, love him or hate him, PFF, all right, pro football focus. Here are, in order, the top cover cornerbacks in the NFL this year. Sauce Gardner, Patrick Sertan, Duke Shelley. <laughs> Duke Shelley. Oh, my God. And by the way, fourth, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, yes. He's having an incredible resurgence season, but You're right. Shelley Island has become one of the most difficult islands to access in all of the National Football League. It's closed. It's He's private. Closed it. It's gated. Yes. Not it's even a private. Uh, there's a Bermuda Triangle. There's a golf course. It. He built a golf course out of it. It's so exclusive. And so I'm telling you, I am 
I'm telling you this morning that Duke Shelley has become one of the best cover cornerbacks. I don't know how sustainable it is going forward. He was a six-round pick. He's 26 years old. He's a late bloomer. But my God, they they desperately scoured the waiver wire two months ago in search of depth, and they have found a lockdown, shutdown outside cornerback. That is my hottest take. He's one of the, the best cover corners in the NFL. So question off of that, and and I'm drawing a blank right, right now. There, there's a few, but where does this rank as far as Vikings under the radar pilferings? I, I mean, I'd have to... I mean, this guy's a sixth-round pick by the Bears, so he's a d- division opponent. If I'm not mistaken, he was on the Bears practice squad. Tonga's another one. Tonga's been yeah. great for the Vikings. But, I mean, for all for all that, that, that to date we've complained about the draft, right? Kwesi's draft. He, this franchise, I guess starting with Kwesi, have made some really nice just like who's that guy pickups yeah. of people who have contributed. He also has not allowed a touchdown within his within his coverage assignments, according to PFF. He has not allowed a touchdown this season, and he only has one penalty. One penalty? No, four hundred snaps. I'm with you too, and I laughed about it. What is it. happening? The Duke of Shelley, and like I remember, what what was the fade route? Was that against who was that against? He was playing. Dantzler just got hurt. I want to say Buffalo? it was at no, because it was at U.S. Bank Stadium. And there was a fade route, and he broke it up barely, and I'm like, okay, that's not going to last. And I came on, I think I came on PD and was like, that's, that's you know, he's going to get beat on that. Shocking that you were doubting. I was doubting the Duke. Mm. The thing is, so he was, and I don't know much about his Kansas State career in college, but with the Bears, <laughs> he, was a, he was a slot cornerback, sort of some part-time duty here and there as a slot cornerback. He played... Um, yeah, last year he played 409 snaps with the Bears. 370 of them were in the slot. Uh, only seven were on the outside. Almost all of his 400 for the Vikings this year are on the outside. Yep. But the reason why you put him in the slot traditionally is because he's five foot nine, 180 pounds. He's not a traditional. <laughs> no. Like you think outside corners, you think closer to six feet, ideally, lanky. right? Lan- lan- lanky arms jam at the last scrimmage. They can, you know, they can jump up, knock a ball away. Ideally, yeah. you don't want five nine cornerbacks on the outside, and so I don't like that's the thing. Long term, how does he project as a guy who's already twenty six years old, only five foot nine, as an outside cornerback? And the reason he's playing outside cornerback for the Vikings is because they were desperate, right? Booth Junior was hurt, Cam Dantzler banged up, ineffective. They don't. It's not like they have five Caleb other options. Got got hurt. A Caleb like, Evans, yes. They went through three guys. <laughs> so to get to Duke, could he? He struggled in the slot with the Bears. But could they now, with his confidence and the way he's playing, could they move him back to the slot if needed, if Chandon Sullivan's banged up? I don't know, but they've found a guy, and he's been incredible for them this season. Why would you move him now? He's one of the best cover quarterbacks on the outside of the National Football League. I'm saying if Chandon Sullivan got hurt in this game, I think he's going to be fine. Yeah, but yeah, who, like, who else would play slot corner for you? Yeah. You might have to shuffle around. That's all got, I'm saying. Or next year, for instance. One thing to say, pay the man. Just give him. You, hey, franchise, the man. you franchise Duke Shelley. I'm on. I'm on the. Could they, fran- they can franchise him. Right? I want my. I want my rightful <laughs> place on Shelley Island, and I figure if I say pay the man, I might get it now because I got some uh, kissing up to do. What What are the franchise? Can you franchise a guy that you claimed in the middle of a season, or does he have to have been on your team for I, a while? I don't know the exact rule on that. 
Phil, I don't think it's ever been done before. So you go ahead and do that, and we'll find out what happened. Yeah, the, the, well, the, the, that's part of the good news, too, is I'm joking, by the way, about the franchise thing, just exactly. so I don't get lit up. Um, you're going to bring him back, I would think. And because he's only really done it for like a half season, you're not going to have to pay him $15 million a year. You could, he's an unrestricted free agent, so you'll get him back on some sort of team-friendly contract, I would assume. But Shelly Island, closed for the playoffs. All right, Declan, what's your hottest Vikings take? All right, my hottest take. So in 62 years of Minnesota Vikings football, this is the most disrespected Minnesota Vikings team of all time. The most disrespected Minnesota Vikings team of all time. They won uh-huh. 13 games this year. Do you know how many times they've won 13 games in their entire 62 years of franchise history before this year? Twice. Good job, yeah, Twice. That's all, that's the only amount of times they've won 13 or more games. This is the first time they have an offense that's top 10 in points and yards since 2009. They have a wide receiver who just set the Vikings his, uh, Vikings season record with wide receivers who are littered in this franchise with big years. Kirk Cousins put up eight fourth quarter comebacks and was clutch when needed for the first time in his Vikings tenure. Kevin O'Connell, a rookie head coach, unlocked some of that thinking, has unlocked this offense. There's still ways he can certainly improve, but he stepped in on day one of the job and in year one, has led the team to 13 wins, a guaranteed home playoff game, and has put themselves in a better position than most in the NFC to go on a Super Bowl run. This is the most disrespected team in Minnesota Vikings history. That is my hot I mean, take. I thought, I thought the 65 team was disrespected myself. But, oh, yeah? You know, we can go. When God, did teams started? When did teams start getting disrespected? So the, the first Vikings, the first Vikings era of teams that started that, and that's ordinarily started by by the coach, which O'Connell did not do. Uh, but the first Vikings team that did that, as I recall, was post Bud Grant, Jerry Burns, eighty seven. Wow! And that's the team that won two playoff games. Went to the uh, conference championship game in Washington, eight and but, seven. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing with that that team that worked perfectly. They lost all of their replacement games, which I think was three. So that team would have been far superior record-wise. But when the strike occurred, they put in replacement players, which was just a collection of complete slappies. And the Vikings yeah. and the Vikings didn't get a good team. And so Burnsy, Burnsy loved that, though, as a rallying cry. F them. They don't think that we can win. F this, F that. And so Burnsy was the first one, and and because of the replacement team's failure and the, the record there, as I recall, though that was the first time that it was like, because that was a really good team, and the circumstances prevented more success. That was the first time I recall it being used. But Declan's right. I, I mean this this team has been crapped on a lot for thirteen wins. So I'm fascinated by the eighty-seven thing. Yep. The, the Minnesota sports actually had two underdog teams in 87 that almost made the twins ma- made the run all the way yep. and they won the, the world series. Yep. So it was three games in 1987 that they had scab players mm-hmm. replacement players for three games. Scab and I'm, I'm just pulling up here. So Tony Adams was a 37 year old quarterback who went on three. I saw him play. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. Who coached those players? Was it the same coaches? Yeah, it was the same. Co- yeah. So Jerry Burns just had his As players recall, yes. swapped yes. out for new, like, USFL caliber 
Oh, USFL might be kind, dude. Well, like, like today's version oh, of Oh, today's, USFL. yes, probably. Like Pete XFL Carroll, players. Pete Carroll worse. coached defensive backs on that team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in fact, I went, to the, I went to the game at the Metrodome against the Packers and sat in front of the baseball press box, and I think it was like 13,000 folks went. It was Okay, so Tony Adams, he started three games for the Vikings that year. His previous start, he played four years in Kansas City, but the last one was 1978. So they just pulled him off his. He hadn't played quarterback yes. now for nine years. He's just going to come in. They they were signing people, literally <laughs> not being a smartass, off their couches to play. Oh, that's hilarious. And, what did and, the NFL the NFL thought we can just replace all you guys and people are still going to consume the product? Yes. Was that the? Yes, and TV still showed it. Now, now my contention is there's probably now in the TV contracts. There's probably clauses to be like you cannot have just to- total jokes of players. But part of yeah. part of what happened in the buildup to the strike was some teams were diligent in going out and trying to sign decent players. Mike Lynn and the Vikings didn't care. So they, they like threw this group of for three games together. That was absolutely atrocious, but then they counted the record. That's the weird thing. Yeah. So like you're looking at a record that is basically the real Vikings for all but three games, but then the three games, it was just a gong show. So the, the real ball. Vikings were eight and four, but the yes. you know what I think, but I think this year it's hard to because the media noise, you know, it's it's easier to be disrespected now because it could just be like five idiots on Twitter like us or something that are disrespecting you. True, it was harder to find people that disrespected you in '87. It would be like Patrick Royce, the columnist, <laughs> wrote a couple negative articles about you, and now you're being disrespected. Yes. Right, but now yes, like was. you can go on Instagram and read comments and see, oh, people are disrespecting us. So it's it's skewed, but I think Declan's right. I mean, the fact that this is a thirteen win team now they've brought some of it on themselves because they actually have a minus point differential as we sit here. They literally were outscored this season despite going thirteen and four. So some of it's disrespect, but some of it's yeah, well, they brought it on themselves by getting absolutely smoked a few times. Yes, skepticism is <laughs> very strong. Yes. All right. Those are the hottest Vikings takes from us here on this Monday as we forge ahead into playoff season. Uh, Before we do anything else, I think we should make fun of some Green Bay Packer fans. Packer vent line here on Purple Daily. What do you got, Declan? He should be cut tonight, period. There's no room for crap like that in the NFL, period. If you're going to push a trainer, you know what? You don't deserve to be in the big dance. Second of all, I'm sorry. I think this is Rogers' last year in Green Bay. I don't want to say it. I hope I'm wrong, but you know what? I really think it is. He he doesn't have the core he was looking for. And you know what? LaFleur, great. He's won how many games? But what has he gotten us? Great. We've gone into the playoffs. Have we gotten to the big dance? No, we haven't. How many times did you say the big dance? A couple times. Where were the beers, man? I, I want that guy drunk next time he calls. Dude, in. that dude pushed. They they actually the Packers had two different players shove trainers. Yeah. The other one was missed. There's another camera angle that another Lions player like oh. shoulder checked a trainer on that same sequence. Yeah, of all week, like you should never touch a train. Like, what are you doing? Right. The trainer's just trying to get through a mass of 300-pound bodies to get to an injured player. But of all weeks to do that, oh, my God. 
Yeah, he earned his ejection. Second time he's been ejected. Apparently, he also got tossed early in the season mm-hmm. as an inactive player in street clothes. No, I no, I think he was an a, he was an active player. He got into it with Bills practice squad guys. Oh, like that's pushed him on okay. the Bills sideline. Which again, I'm going to just go out on a limb here and say that's probably not a wise move. No, he's a moron. I just want him gone. I was I texted to a buddy. Here we go. We're gonna see Favre all of 2007. Watch the fifty dollar fifty million dollar man. Watch the magic unfold. Bing throws the ridiculous interception. And I'm like, thank you. Please, please let that be the last of it. I loved the man. He got us the title. A lot of great years of football. I'm just ready to move on. And Joe Barry could go away too. <laughs> Dude. These Packer fans, I know he's driving you nuts. Aaron Rodgers is. I know that he's sort of insufferable sometimes. Be careful what you wish for. Can you imagine as a Packer fan, after 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, 30 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, watching that game and hoping that he melts down so you can be done with him? Mm. He he did throw a far pick, though, last night. That last pick was was quintessential pressure, late game, big game, Brett Favre. He actually threw uh, two of them, and then one got didn't yes. one get taken away because of a, an illegal legal hands to the face. Yeah. Yes, yes. He also he also went to the podium and went full far. Yep, it's going to reflect. Oh he's, my! He God. doesn't doesn't want to hold the team hostage. He, he which, needs to which re- means, he's going to hold the team hostage. Team yes, I don't want to hold the team hostage. But now he's also. He's also become this really mellow, reflective guy. To at one point, one of the there's a, a bunch of longtime reporters, Jason Wildy and Rob Domovsky. Like we we know these guys pretty well. I can't remember which one of them. One of them started to ask him a question about like how much he has left in the tank or something, and he prefaced by saying, "Hey, I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but and he cut and Rogers cut him off and says, "Hey, man." You don't have to worry. You know, we've known each other long enough. You can you can just ask it. I know you guys have a job to do. He's just like super chill and mellow and just kind of at peace with the whole experience and the life lessons that he learned along the way. And that's also one good way to cover up the fact that you've only won one Super Bowl in I say only, the Vikings have never won one, but he's only won one Super Bowl. He just loves he he's t- taken on the far persona too of going to to the mic and just pontificating you know like he's just thinking through get get rid of the emotion before i make my decision i might i might retire this might but i'm gonna go home and think about it and maybe i won't it's so far maybe i'll go on mcafee and cut open a vein exactly (laughs) he didn't make rogers give me a break four-time mvp give me a break we're talking about the last two years we're not talking about what he did earlier we're talking about the aaron Rodgers from what 35 or whatever Devontae adams made him He's a fraud. He was a number one receiver. He's not an MVP. He threw the ball to him what? 100 times. He yeah. threw the ball to him 100 times. Why do I have right. to get emotional? Why can't I just get my point across here? So I'm going to tell you the second point. <laughs> I mean, sugar, sugar, LaFleur. sugar, sugar. That's on you, man. Like, you listen to the show enough. Like, you know. I'm like, done. Sugar is the Quay Walker of uh, Green Bay Game Day postgame. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is an MVP. Is a fraud. He was created by... One of the he great receivers ever, Devontae oh, That's Adams. stupid. Homer, that's what a dumb mean? comment. Homer. <laughs> Homer. <laughs> what? By the way, courtesy of uh, WTMJ 620 oh in Wisconsin. God. Wait, 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 wait. 
Oh, my God. So we heard Devontae Adams, one of the great receivers of all time. Of all time. Of all time. That's Homer, man. Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, Devontae Adams. He's not even the best receiver in the NFL right now. Hot take. Devontae Adams made Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God, that's delicious. (laughs) That's a take born from we lost the rights to to Packer broadcast, so our (laughs) post-game show is going to be really juicy. DMJ lost them. And now the gloves are off. And now the gloves are off. They they were like the Packers' flagship from like 1928 until last year. And now, no longer walking a line. And we're pissed. And we're going to tell you how much of a fraud Aaron Rodgers is. Coming up next, Bart Starr wasn't that good either. (laughs) Oh, my God. Go, Pack, go! We got a – let's go one more here. We got one more. We had an opportunity to rip the Rodgers Band-Aid off and make a big trade in 2022. We didn't do it. We're in 8-9 purgatory. We're drafting 15th. Who, who, who out there is excited about Goody going to draft another eighth first-round pick? We can, we can have eight first-round picks on defense to be mediocre again next year. The defense is not a top-10 Super Bowl defense. No one believes that. The organization has been riding Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams for years. Coasting. Now the Packers are in eight and nine purgatory. Yes. Yes. Welcome to reality, Packers fans. Welcome to eight and nine purgatory, a place where Vikings fans have lived most of their lives. You just won three consecutive years of 13 games, right? 13 3, 13 3, 13 4. You're correct. Yeah. Okay. And I know that you didn't get to a Super Bowl, but you went to the conference championship games. Um, the entitlement is delicious. It is. And they, they also think, I don't know if they all believe in Jordan Love or not, but they think they're going to snap their finger. We're sick of Rodgers, just like we were sick of Favre. Let's just move on to the next Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. At some point, that gravy train runs off the tracks, <laughs> and you will, maybe they'll get lucky again, but maybe they'll wind up like Vikings, Bears, Lions, where you're just spending decade after decade looking for a long time. I mean, when... The last time the Vikings had more than like a five-year salute, like an eight- to ten-year solution at quarterback, maybe Tommy Kramer in the 80s, but even he was being platooned at times. Yeah, no, he was platooned too much. It's Fran Tarkington. It's Tarkington, franchise quarterback, yes. And they've had back-to-back 15-year Hall of Famers, and they're all sitting here just... So so if you are, what age age would we we have to go back to among Packer fans to remember Don Mikowski playing? Uh, well, he was like late 80s, early 90s, so yes. you would have to have been born in like the late 70s okay. or earlier. So you'd have to so be both of, 40, both of you 45 guys, years old, probably. Both of you, if you were Packer fans, would have no clue. I remember Don Mikowski from uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, the video game on Nintendo, because I think Brett Favre was with the Falcons the year that Tecmo Super Bowl came out. So I do remember Don Mikowski vividly in video game form as a six-year-old. Okay. But I don't remember actually watching him play. Right. So you basically gone far. I'm 37. Right. So, yes. yeah. Think about that for a second. I know. My whole life, these entire, and I, like, my whole mom's side of the family is from Wisconsin, and they just, it's, I don't know, there's just, they don't, they don't comprehend how lucky they are sometimes <laughs> and how much of a failure it is well, they might to have soon. only won two Super Bowls over that 30-year stretch. They might So be, be careful what you wish for. 
Hilarious. Um, awesome. That's Packer Ventline here, courtesy of uh, 620 WTMJ in Milwaukee. I'm guessing some people probably did pretty well on underdog if they took overs for the Vikings. You took an over on KJ, maybe took an over on Nick Mullins. Was he available? Actually, so I, I saw, I looked at kickoff right before. They only gave kicker over-unders, which by the way, oh, if you took on. a Greg Joseph over on one and a half <laughs> field goals, congratulations. But I did see our guy Grizz. He sent us this. He won his fantasy football league. You can play fantasy yeah. football your season long with underdog fantasy private drafts or with them all season long as well. And Grizz ended up with a nice little payday here at a $50 entry. He pockets 320 bucks. He gets, of course, the ultimate bragging rights that he won his fantasy football league. Fantasy football season never ends at Underdog Fantasy. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. Use promo code SCORE, S-K-O-R. They'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Go download the Underdog Fantasy app. Also, our friends at Livia are here early part of 2023 for you to get your weight back on track, Judd Zolgad. Exactly right, Phil. It's that time, right? It's it's that that time. And right now, you're saying, I'd like to drop weight, and I'm going to tell you exactly how. Sports Dad here to save the day. The guy on the left, that was Judd before he dropped uh, 40 pounds. The guy on the right, well, that's the finished product. And I'm going to tell you right now, this weight loss, this program, it, it is called a weight control. It's not a diet. It's weight control is as easy as it gets. It's incredibly helpful. The dietitians are your coaches. And you know what, folks? If I can do it, if I can become the guy from the left to the guy on the right, So can you. It's time to start. And this is not a quick fix. This is a long-term solution because they're going to help you keep that weight off as well. Join now and get a special offer. That's right. We're calling it the Judd Offer. 50% off the program. 50% off a program that's going to help you get your weight down. And most importantly, in the new year, keep your your weight down. Keep that unwanted weight off. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. Livia Weight Control Centers. Again, livea.com, 50% off the program with the Sports Dad offer. Take advantage now and do what I did. Drop those pounds. Now on Mackie and John. You wanted better charts that you could see the fine print on. The pie chart of praise. You should be singing his praises. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. All right, it is Chef Judd's turn to cook up a pie chart of praise here. And we're going with, instead of just the game, because the game was kind of just whatever yesterday, it's it's for a 13-4 and four regular season. And this pie chart of praise presented by our friends over at Federated Mutual Insurance Company. They've been around for over 100 years, since 1904, like a great offensive line for your business. Federated is all about helping you maximize the success of your business with risk management tools and resources. Find out how they can help fix or help maybe guide your business into the future at federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. All right, Judd, Chef Judd. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven slices of pie. So I kept it, uh, like, it was difficult. It was difficult. In fact, this pie is split up in some funky ways. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh, Because to find find a, a correct pie chart for 13 wins i had to combine coaching i had to combine front office i had to of course combine a ton of players so seven slices some split between two guys as well we will start at the bottom and work our way up all right and we're, we're going to start with a very small small slice but i think it's deserved based on what they did throughout the course of the season 
and especially in the case of one guy, what he did during the course of the first portion of the schedule before he got banged up and his play definitely declined. But I'm going to give just a 2% slice. It's going to be split two. It's going to be 1% for each. Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. They combined for 20 and a half sacks. Zalarius, <laughs> as our friend Randy calls him, Zalarius uh, at one point, about seven games in, looked like a contender for the defensive player of the year. Yeah. It was absolutely outstanding. I think there was a point where he was at least tied for the league lead in sacks. Uh, Daniil definitely... We expected more, but he still had 10-plus sacks. So, I mean, that's not a bad year. So, just a 2% slice between those two. Playing on a defense uh, that definitely had some question marks, they did ultimately provide some pressure there. Yes. Zadarius, really good free agent signing. First half of the season, he was dominant. Second half of the season, he was clearly banged up. He was one of the guys yesterday. He had a, he set out for a personal reason, but he was going to sit out anyways yesterday just because he's been banged up. Um, he only has, yeah, like one sack in the last seven or eight games or something. But the first half of the year, he was he was excellent. And now they kind of have to figure out, based on his age and money, what do they want to do yep. beyond 2022. But, yeah, and Daniil, kind of just back to the old form. And maybe he takes another step and gets and gets better next year. But, yeah, those guys, that was a, a rock-solid tandem. Mm-hmm. So they get a small 2% slice. The next slice also shared, and it's just three percent, but I think it's I think it's appropriate. And Phil t- talked about these guys on his his uh, hottest Vikings take: Patrick Peterson and Duke Shelley, three percent. They Patrick Peterson brought a veteran presence and uh, stability. He brought that last year, but he backed it up way more w- with his play yeah. this year. Uh, Duke Shelley. We talked about him extensively, but I mean, don't sell this short that at one of the most important positions, a position that if you're bad at, you're going to get burned left and right. This guy was the fourth option stepped in and has absolutely won that job. So he won that job. So Patrick Peterson, Duke Shelley, again, on a defense that definitely has had some question marks, have provided a a level of stability that I don't think can be questioned. So we're up to 5% here, just a small 5% slice um, on the defensive side with, I think, probably the four defensive players that deserve credit. Do you look to bring Patrick Peterson back for another year, 30 years of Viking? Boy, you know, I think he brought a lot. Um, I, I guess I guess what I would do is have a backup plan there in case he goes off the cliff. But I don't think you can replace his presence. Like, I think what he brings is just yeah. uh, he's the ultimate professional. I agree. I think I think yeah, I like to bring him back. Yeah, you know, you, you got to be careful about the age, but you're not talking about long term contracts. He's basically on year to year at this point. I think he yeah. knows that. He likes it here. Seems to like playing for Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. So as long as you don't insult him, I'd rather bring him back than a couple of those inside linebackers that are aging. If it, if it came down to it. Oh, agreed completely. Agreed mm-hmm. completely. Okay, so we're up to five percent now as we make our way through the thirteen win pie chart of praise for the Vikings. goes to TJ Hawkinson, and here's why. The impact of his acquisition and his immediate effect on an offense that needed him. I go back to that first game in Washington. I I think we can safely say it's not hyperbole to say this. The Vikings probably lose a couple of games that they won if that trade is not made. If TJ Hawkinson's not there, I mean, he came in and immediately... So, 
in retrospect, I don't know if the Vikings quietly talked about this, but it certainly seems to, to have, have worked. Hawkinson's ascension not only is important because of Irv Smith's loss and the fact that Hawkinson provided the type of pass-catching tight end that this team has not had, but it also dovetailed perfectly with Thielen's decline. And so a lot of the times the Kirk used to look for Thielen, he looked for Hawkinson. So 5% to, to a guy who stepped in immediately, and that in this league is not simple, and made a huge impact. TJ Hawkinson gets a lot of credit for that. Yeah, just a super reliable, over-the-middle safety blanket target. And better to have him as your safety blanket than, like, you know, some of the, the backup tight ends or all due respect to, like, Conklin and Johnny Munt, right? But TJ Hawkinson can do, can do some damage. So a quarterback that likes to have the safety blanket, having an effective tight end safety blanket has been has been great. I agree. And plus, too, the, the thing that I think he brought that was absolutely imperative is his ability to get yak may, meant that when Kirk threw sh- uh, short, he got more yards, too. Mm-hmm. So he's the, yak, he's the yak master. Yak master. The yak master Yaggity helped yak. Kirk a ton because Kirk loves that short pass. Yes. The Rock knows times. how you feel right. about pie. We now move. Uh, we now pivot. TCO Performance Center from the practice field. We now walk upstairs. We're wandering around upstairs. We're looking. Wow, are Where's we taking our guy? the steps or is there an elevator? Where's our, no, we're taking the steps. We're healthy. Livia, baby. We've lost weight. We're feeling good. We're feeling good. We're on the right plan. <laughs> we're looking around the office because we, uh, we got a 12% chunk of pie to give oh. out. Hold on a second. I think I see his door. Hey, Quazy, what's up? Congratulations. Here is a 12% chunk of pie to get us up to 22%. Um, yes, the draft might be questionable. Jury's out, in fairness. But you know what? The Wills hired him with a mandate to make the decisions to continue this team on its course, which they thought it was fair, right? Fair or not. All Zim's fault. You can win. And you know what? Dude made probably a lot of good decisions. Yeah. Crazy Adolfo Mensa, first year GM, 12% slice of pie such an interesting one because obviously they were fortunate to win that many one score games they weren't a dominant 13 win team and so there's a lot of people that are going to just ding him and kevin o'connell and say yeah but if you were to play that season out a hundred times like how, how often do you really win 13 games it was lucky it was football fortune that led you to 13 wins but there was something culturally, especially coming off of just the stink of the... I mean, Spielman and Zimmer literally weren't talking for months at the end of their run together, according to reports after the fact. And so for Quasi and KOC to come in, have an actual partnership, be on the same page, there was just a cultural trickle-down into the locker room that's hard to quantify, but probably led to the Vikings winning 13 games instead of 9 or 10. And and Quasi helped just as much as KOC, I think, behind the scenes in setting that culture. Now, how sustainable is it? Can they right. can they tweak the roster in the ways that need the, the draft, free agency? There's all these other things besides culture. And those are the things that are easier to quantify. It's easier to judge a general manager based on did he nail the draft or not? Did he nail the free agents or not? It's some of the other stuff that you don't see how the stew is made behind the scenes that it, clearly those guys excelled in. And we'll never be able to peek fully behind the curtain as to how and why. But there's a there's something there for sure. All right. 
So 12% up the to 22%, a very pie. rare pie chart of praise. Wow, 22? We're at 22% right now because there are three slices left to give out, and they're both subst- and they're all substantial. Okay. Like, Quasi probably d- deserved more, but I also couldn't take away the chunks that I'm about to give out. I mean, out, you could have so gone 13 for Quasi, 21 for whoever this is. If you... I could have. I could have, but I didn't. I 14, didn't. Right. 20. Okay, Quasi's got his... His piece of pie. He's got some Cool Whip, a dollop of Cool Whip on it, maybe? Cool Whip? You can't have pie without Cool, cool Whip. And now, <laughs> that's pretty good. And now we're going and now we're going back downstairs because we gotta make our way to the quarterback room. Hold on a second. Hey, Mullins, get out of my way. I got a slice of pie, but it's for your buddy Kirk Cousins. Twenty percent to Kirk Cousins. Um Kirk Cousins deserves a ton of credit. Kirk Cousins, eight fourth quarter comebacks, right? Eight. Incredible. Kirk Cousins, Kirk O'Chains, a guy that we had never seen before. He's been here since 2018. And at least publicly, we had never seen him before. Um, The use, and this came through O'Connell, and we'll get to Kevin, but the use of Justin Jefferson in tight windows at times. Something that I I really doubted that Kirk could that Kirk had the intestinal fortitude to do, he did. Twenty percent goes to a guy who I think did a lot of things to answer questions or change perceptions with his success. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what the other chunks are. I think I have an idea, but he did almost everything that we had been pleading with him to do. Right, which is. Yeah. You're just going to have to sort of help fix the game sometimes. You can't just always be a product of your circumstances when you play that position and when you take up that much of the team's salary cap. You have to be – people focus so much on who was to blame for losses or disappointments. Was he to blame? No, he wasn't to blame. It's about solutions. You pay guys to be solutions. Daniil Hunter, you're being paid to be a solution, which means go terrorize quarterbacks. (laughs) Patrick Peterson, you're being paid to be a solution. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have bad stretches, but you know what? We need you to intercept a pass late in the Bills game. Be a solution. And Kirk Cousins, for a long time, I think he did a great job throughout his career avoiding blame, but he wasn't often enough the solution at the end of games for seasons, for 12, 13 win seasons, which did not exist in his in his career. So he was a solution a lot this year, and that's the thing that I think we and other people that criticized him we're most interested in. He finishes with 4,547 passing yards, too, which is the most in his Vikings career. Um, 14 interceptions, a career high. I don't care. Cool. Oh. He's slinging it. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Justin Jefferson also had a career high in catches, in yards. Like, it's yep. part part of it is you're going to have to take some more risks, and uh, and he did, and I think even though there were some downside 14 picks, the upside vastly outweighed the downside. So bravo to the late game luminary, <laughs> the fourth quarter Pharaoh, the fourth quarter comeback King Kirk Cousins. And off your point too, Phil, I think it's it's um, solutions is well put. But the other thing about this game, and, and it's basically a play-to-play league, is this one too. It's not just solutions. It's how do you, do you embrace failure to come back with success? Like, you think about it. Like, think about the times Brady's melted down, gotten frustrated, things have mm-hmm. gone wrong, and then you know what? Next play. Like, it's a cliche, but it's true. And 
failure previously basically ended Kirk. Yeah, ended if, if, if like him, him, yeah, I agree. He'd freak out. And this year, you know what? He came back, and credit to O'Connell, credit to a lot of people. But Kirk would come back from that. I mean, this team got blown out twice, embarrassed, drawers, absolutely blown off. And you know what they did? They came back and won games. Yeah, they won anyways. Yeah. And and he was a huge part of that identity. That Dallas game could have sent you into a serious tailspin. Didn't. The All right. knows how you feel about pie. All right, the next slice of pie is a 28% slice, which will get, get us up to 70%. And this is going to go to a guy who, who himself spent the season giving out game balls. You know, I sat in this chair, guys, last week. I sat in this chair last week, and what did I say? Kevin O'Connell has done a great job. And even though the Vikings had a setback against the Packers, I said that this guy is on the right track. And you got to believe in yourself. And Kevin O'Connell did. And so did the Vikings. And that's why this game ball, 28% slice of pie in this case, is going to Kevin O'Connell. He does have a cadence to his post-game locker room speeches. I I still like them. I still think they're really good. So. When we sat here two weeks ago, <laughs> men yep, last night he loves last night. Yeah. Seven. <laughs> we talked about this last night, gentlemen, and I told you the team is above everything else. Nothing is more important than this group here. I believe in you, and I said that we could win, and you went out and showed them. Now drop some more f bombs. I I want the f bombs back. Love the. F-bombs. Maybe we need Judd to give us post game. Uh speeches after every episode i'm, I'm feeling the motivation here from or, so how much of the pie goes to koc 28 percent together to 70 percent okay 28 to 5 28 yep well i it was tough dude because it's a 13 win team and like i want to make sure i give out a requisite <laughs> amount of pie uh-huh. so that that's no. the problem um i feel like maybe you got into the surlies when you were holding yeah. the night uh, slicing the pie uh, maybe that's your little, little jittery a, there a little didn't drink, didn't drink a thing last <laughs> night didn't drink a thing last night okay so, the last chunk of pie, no surprise, 30% goes to one of the best players in the National Football League in 2022, Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson is, I mean, my God, where do we start? Unbelievably talented, does everything right, seemingly never complains. Um, his teammates love him. There's no diva there. He's always, it seems like from afar, from our seats, he's always sharing like he's sharing in, in, in the joy of things. Um, but, I mean, more importantly, too, when you need a play, when the Vikings need, needed a play in Buffalo, he made one of the plays of the season. That might be the play, in my opinion, of the season. Yeah. He took the ball while falling backwards out of a man's hands. Uh, Justin Jefferson, 30%. He's not going to be the MVP, but I think he's going to be the offensive player of the the year set all types of records uh absolutely and the other thing i love is and he talked about this again at his press conference on thursday um there has been more than one occasion this year where he makes it known so i i think he's a good guy and i think he's a good teammate but he makes it known that he went to his coach and said here's what we need to do with me Mm -hmm. and 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 that's a hard line to walk man because like that's diva-ish but he doesn't do it or it doesn't come off in that way um, and I love the fact that when things don't go well, he's a solution guy. Because how long did we complain about that with Kirk? Like, yeah. dude, you are the quarterback. You can have solutions, too. Yeah. Justin Jefferson doesn't have a off game and go, oh, man, that sucks. I'm going to complain or I'm going to pout. 
Justin Jefferson goes to his coach and says, here's what we need to do to be more successful because basically as I go, so go you. Yeah, and I think with him and, and Diggs used to kind of do it, and they have their own way to go about it. I don't think it's about them not getting there. I'm not getting mine. I'm nope. going to pout. It's about how can the offense be more explosive, and I am a huge reason why. Here's some things I am seeing. So I, I appreciate the way that Diggs went about it. He was a little more demonstrative and the way J.J. goes about it. So, all right, I think uh, listeners and viewers on the YouTube channel, you tell us you agree or disagree in terms of a 13-win pie chart of praise. Judd is saying, in order, Justin Jefferson is the biggest reason. 30%. Followed yeah. by Kevin O'Connell, Kirk Cousins, and Quasey. And then sprinkle in some TJ Hawkinson, the shutdown corners that are Patrick Peterson and Duke Shelley, <laughs> and uh, Daniil Hunter's Adarius Smith. Much smaller chunks for the defensive. 5% for the second worst defense in the league. I think I agree, man. I think I would, I would say... JJ, KOC, Kirk Cousins, Leighton Games are the three biggest reasons. And then Quasey coming in here and helping to mold the culture, bringing in TJ Hawkinson, bringing in Duke Shelley. Yep. Hard to dis. Declan, do you agree or disagree with the, the general tone of the pie chart here? No, that, that's accurate. I, I The funny slices of pie of 2, 5, 22, 28 are, are kind of hilarious. But I get, hey, math's got to equal 100. So Judd had, right. Judd, had to, Judd had to figure out his Benil St. Margaret math there. And look, I'm not going to... 5.5, 7.6. I thought yeah. there was going to be maybe a decimal point of, of, of pi there, but it wasn't. No, I, I think it's mostly um, a pretty accurate pie trip. Yeah. It was tough. There it is. That's the last pie trip of the regular season. The Rock knows how you feel about pie. But there will be. There will be postseason <laughs> pie. blood pie charts next week. Um, speaking of food, pie's good. But if you're a dog... Nutrisource is even better. <laughs> Nutrisource chicken and rice is the official meal multiple times a day of Maya Mackey. Yep. Who is, Maya did a great job sleeping in this morning. Sometimes Aww. she wakes us up and it's a little really? annoying, but she just loves her Nutrisource. Just loves her Nutrisource. Um, how's Stella doing these days? Well, she's doing good, but uh, she does not sleep in. Nope, nope, nope. In fact, today she was pawing the covers off of me to say, Pop, pop, it's time for my Nutrisource. Now get your ass up and feed me. And so I did. And then, of course, uh, I did that around 6.30 or so. And after that, when I woke up again this morning, I had to go and allow her to go outside. Why? So she could come back in and get her training rewards treats. The Nutrisource demand in this house is extremely high. But you know what? She's 12. She's healthy. She's happy. So it's fantastic. Nutrisource works for them, and it works for you because it leaves your dog healthy, and that's the most important thing for us people that want our dogs around for a long time. Yes, you can find your local Nutrisource dealer at uh, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. They like to support the local um, pet store, so find a full list of where you can find. And they're in all 50 states, so check them out, NutrisourcePetFoods.com. All right, we got to run here. That's almost a full hour of Purple Daily, right? It's making making fun of Packers fans, a little pie chart for the season. We are ready for Playoff, playoff week. week here. This is awesome. Mm. I'm super it's the, excited. It's the for first this. time in three years. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen as often as we would like. The Vikings are always competitive, but they don't always make the playoffs. Right. And so well, thirteen and thirteen wins is thirteen wins. Like it's not a you backed in season. No, not not at all. So plenty more this week. Um, hit us up in the YouTube comment section. Please click subscribe and the like button on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. 
And we'll catch you guys tomorrow. Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die.